Hey, Seven Mile Road, this is Matthew Cruz, and I am sitting having a conversation with... Jeremy Stewart. Jeremy is our church planter for Seven Mile Road, Hyannis. Uh, if you are a part of our church or you've been around us at all, you know that one of our big dreams is to keep planting healthy and holy and gospel-centered missional churches among distinct people groups in New England. And we're not reckless in pursuing that dream, but when we sense that an opportunity is right, both for a potential planter and a potential people group, we're going to put our head down and go for it. And the newest church plant to come on our map is this one in Seven Mile Road, Hyannis. So Jeremy, I'm just going to talk for a couple minutes. If you're in our Melrose congregation, you have definitely met he and Liana. They worship with us for a year. If you're in our Waltham congregation, you know all about these guys. You've seen him serve uh, for two years in the mission there, and recently be called to be a pastor and a church planter. Uh, but if you're in Malden or Kennebunk or somewhere else, you may not have heard from or met them before. So this is one means of giving you a chance to do that. I'm going to pepper a couple questions and just let him fire down some answers, and we'll go back and forth on this. All right, Jeremy, talk to us about your confession of faith, how you came to know about the gospel and believe Jesus. Sure, yeah. So I'm from Cape Cod originally. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Grew up in a non-believing family. Actually, didn't meet a Christian until I was 21. Right. Uh, so that kind of speaks to the need of the area. Um, when I was 21, met my first Christian and uh, started to kind of read the Bible a little bit. I attended a movie called The Omen on June 6, 2006 no <laughs> uh, with some friends and got totally freaked out by end times prophecy. And so... I thought, where can I learn more about this? Because this scares me. And so what I did was uh, access the Bible online. Uh, that was one of the first times I even knew that the Bible was online. It's the first time that I accessed an English version that was understandable right. to me. And so I came across the book of John and uh, had read through the entire book in one night just because I found it so captivating. Uh, you read this, the whole book of John in one night? In one night, yep. Mm -hmm. I found it so captivating. I found Jesus's ministry um, yeah. just to be so interesting. And uh, I remember reading the line that Jesus said, anyone who comes to me has been drawn by the Father, and anyone who comes to me I'll never turn away. And that intentionality of the Father uh, drawing his children to Jesus really hit home with me. And uh, that's kind of where things started to take off, where I started to actually entertain the idea uh. that these things could be true. Um, it wasn't until three years later at the age of 24 that I attended a gospel-centered church and heard the gospel. Um, during those three years, I was studying uh, pre-med and my undergrad. Uh, right. I got my undergrad in biology, and I was scared that God was going to take away uh, the career of medicine, and so I didn't want to hand my life over to him. Uh, but when I heard oh. the gospel, I realized that uh, Jesus is the one who handed his life over for me. And that truth hit home, and that's when I was changed forever, when I put my faith uh, in Jesus and knew that he had died for my sins, that he had resurrected and believed in him. Wow. So God's ways in drawing us to himself are wild. Uh, mm -hmm. He'll even use a terrible horror movie to do it. Right, To right. wake our conscience, or at least start to draw us to him. And obviously his word um, and the Gospel of John is just so glorious and presenting to us. Amen. what faith in Christ looks like and means. Um, and that is wild and is one of the reasons that we're working overtime to plant these churches in New England. 21 years old, you're telling me that you did not have conversation, friendship, 
been to a church, heard a gospel sermon, knew was close with anybody who who believed the gospel. Right. Yeah. Never had a conversation with a Christian, uh, with somebody who identified themselves as a Christian, at least. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. So talk to us about this desire, how this has grown in you. And this is just coming to faith at 24. How old are you now? 32. Yeah. So young. And um, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Eight years into this walk of following Jesus. Just give us a quick uh, picture of how somebody moves from uh a thoroughgoing conversion to saying, I actually want to be the one that's now bringing the gospel to people as a, as a pastor and a church planter. Uh, what have been the highlights of that process for you? Yeah. So as soon as I trusted in Jesus, I mean, within days, I had the desire to see the people that I grew up around, uh, my family, my friends, schoolmates, anybody like that, uh, come to know Jesus also. Yeah. Um, I, was already very aware of the hopelessness of my area. Um, Cape Cod can feel like you're trapped on an island sometimes. There's not a lot of mobility. Um, If you've stayed there, you kind of feel like you failed. And so I already had a heart for for the people there. Um, I wanted to be a pastor, but I didn't know even what that looked like. (laughs) So it was a journey. Um, I started serving in my local church, kind of got used to doing that had the desire to go to seminary, but I yeah. uh, waited on that idea for a little bit as I tested God's calling just to see, um, is this some uh, is this a place where I'm gifted? Is this something uh, worth developing? And uh, what does this even look like? And so um, met my wife uh, after two years of being a Christian, or one year, actually. Uh, we were married two years after that. Um, yeah. We used to dream about what it would look like to uh, see Cape Cod saturated with churches because um, it was just so difficult to find a gospel-believing church there. They are there, but they're sparse. And so um, we wanted to see that made available to the people um, around us so that they didn't have to wait till they were 21 to have a conversation with the Christian. Uh, So they didn't have to wait till they were 24 to actually hear the gospel. Um, so yeah, we dreamed about that and, and it was confirmed to me that the gifting to, uh, pastor, um, to understand theology, yeah. uh, the love of God's word grew and we ended up moving down to Dallas in 2013. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had been married for six months. We moved down there. Um, and I got my master's degree in theology there. Right. That's where, um, I met Clint Patronella, actually, who is the lead pastor in Waltham. Um, Dallas, Texas. Yep. Was that like exile? Were you thinking of staying? Did you know you were coming back to the Northeast? What was that like for you guys? Yeah, we always knew that we were coming back. Um, We loved our time in Dallas. We loved the people that we met there. Um, It was an enriching time. People poured into us. Our church there poured into us. But we always knew that it wasn't home, and uh, we knew where we were needed most. Yeah. Wow. Um, so talk to me about Seven Mile Road. There's uh, Planting a church is wicked hard to do, but there's a lot of avenues to get toward that end. And you guys have set in your hearts to say, we want to do this as a part of this family of churches. Yeah. Um, just what has that process been like, and what are the big E's on the eye chart for you of saying, hey, we can do more and better gospel work on the Cape by being connected to uh, this family, to this brotherhood, this sisterhood. Um, What's that thought process been like? What have been the highlights of your 
connecting with people in the life of our churches, two of them that you serve beautifully at now. Walk us down that road. Yeah, so we met Clint Patronella uh, our first week in Dallas, actually. We earrings had, or no earrings? Uh, no earrings. Right. Yeah, just plug holes. But yeah, uh, we met him our first week there. We attended um, a missions meeting at the Village Church where he was a pastor. And we just thought, hey, we're interested in church planting. So let's get this on the table so that we can receive whatever training and just make that known to our the people that we think will be our pastors for the next three years. And he was there when we mentioned that we wanted to plant a church in Massachusetts. All right. And somebody immediately said, you got to talk to this guy. Yeah. He wants to plant a church in Boston. And I thought, you know, Boston, I'm not sure if that's where we want to go. Right. Uh, we're from Cape Cod, but okay, that's cool. So we connected with him. He ended up being the pastor that we were actually closest to at the village. Yeah. He was our home group's pastor, and we were home group leaders. Well, it turns out uh, a couple of years later, his plan started to materialize, and he had met these people uh, at Seven Mile Road, and he was connected with this church out here that uh, we had actually heard of back in the day when we were uh, searching Acts 29 churches before we had even moved. Uh, didn't know much about Seven Mile Road, but uh, knew of you guys. And um, yeah, he moved out here, and uh, we moved out here a year later to help him because uh, we felt that God was calling us to uh, experience more of church planting, to um, work with Clint and help uh, that vision come to fruition in Waltham. And through Clint, we got connected with Seven Mile Road, where um, I received training in pastoral ministry that I found to be um, very deep, very rich, um, and I'm a different person because of it. I met some great pastors, learned a lot, uh, saw what the family model could do um, through uh, planting the church in Waltham. Right. And um, for me, I couldn't picture planting a church without Seven Mile Road, without the support of uh, family, without um, the support of Justin, the executive pastor who handles so many aspects of, of the ministry that uh, as a lead planter or pastor would take time away from uh, spending time with the people in my community. Um, the other reason, yeah, is just the family. I mean, the pastors of Seven Mile Road are all meeting on, on Monday discussing the weekend, discussing uh, what they're uh, excited about, what they're discouraged about. And I know planters who have gone off on their own, and I've yeah. heard how discouraged they are because they're alone. They don't have people who have experienced what they're experiencing pouring into them. They don't have the resources that would come with a family like Seven Mile Road. And so I think we're a great theological match with Seven Mile Road. We love the family of Seven Mile Road, and we love uh, the benefits that come with it, and also being part of the greater mission of Seven Mile Road of planting churches in New England. We want to be in on that as much as possible, and I think Seven Mile Road's a great avenue for that. Yeah. Well, we're excited, and I know you're going step by step. I mean, you have beautifully modeled for us, taking responsibility for yourself, for your wife, for your daughter, for this baby boy that's coming in from the Philippines at some point. Is that close? Yep, that's right. Wow. And now for this this idea of giving your life to to be a, a church planter and a pastor among the people that you grew up near and that you were lost near and got found near. That is so exciting. Um, you have a whole nother year here where you'll be serving in Waltham as a church planting pastor, you'll start raising funds for the mission to Hyannis. About a year from now, next summer is our target date for you to be moving down and landing there. 
But even then, there won't be services the first weekend you arrive. There's a whole lot of work to do of living on mission, building a core team, um, reintroducing yourself to life day by day by day on the Cape. Uh, but I'm excited about it. Jeremy and I actually spent a whole day driving around Hyannis about three months ago. And uh, it was real fun to do that with an indigenous guy who like had eaten at that sub shop and and sold, uh, I forget what your job was, that we drove by and knew all the schools, all the churches, all the parks, all the hangouts. Right. Um, so that's going to be uh, hopefully a special grace to you to go there. And uh, I mean, you're going there to die. That's what a church planter does, <laughs> right. that your life would be buried as a seed, but that a, a beautiful a beautiful garden would grow from that of people who love and follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, so thanks for the efforts so far. And uh, we're with you, whatever winds this road takes. Uh, on August 5th, we will be formally commissioning you and your wife to this work at our big family Sunday um, that we're having at our church. So that's really, we're getting excited to do that. And uh, if you're part of Seven Mile Road, would you be praying? Would you be paying attention as we push out stuff online about the progress of this mission there. Uh, would you be believing huge things to happen in their marriage, in their family, and through that among folks who have not yet, maybe some of them, just like you, brother, have not even yet know anybody who who is a gospel-centered Christian and that a community might sweep them in with all the grace that is to be found in Jesus. So we're pumped about that. Um, August 5th is that Sunday where we will all be at Seven Mile in Melrose to worship and hearing from and commissioning these guys. So don't miss that and just be in prayer. Um, and if you have any questions, you can email Jeremy at sevenmileroad.org and he and Liana would be happy to connect with you and, uh, keep introducing you more deeply to who they are, what they're called to and what this church is going to look and feel like. All right. Awesome.